What's up? What's up, everybody? It's some of this, some of that podcast. What's this, bro? This what episode what? Seven. Yes, episode seven. So we got a good, good uh, show coming out today. Um, we told y'all we got some guests lined up for y'all, and we're gonna be talking mm-hmm. about some of this and some of that. So uh, today we're talking about church folks, black church folks specifically. We black, so and we all grew up in black church. So um, we got a couple of my good friends um, on the line. Um, that's Pastor Jason uh, Shepherd, and there's Minister Roger Sanders. Um, I've been knowing all both of them for a very 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 long time so i am going to give them just a couple minutes to introduce themselves say whatever they want to say um i'll start with uh i'll start with roger first um just to give them a little background say hi to the folks for sure and actually i was gonna say hey i'm gonna you know give it to the pastor but uh (laughs) i'll take the lead it's all good um i'm uh minister roger sanders uh hope tab Oak Tabernacle Community Church. Um, I've been in the ministry now um, since December of 2010, uh, actually getting ordained in April of 16, no, excuse me, 15. So this year made uh, six years for me, uh, actually been an ordained minister. Um, I'm a father of two, um, but uh, like Father Abraham, I got many children. Uh, that consider me me to be dad and uh man it's it's definitely a blessing to um be in the position that i'm in uh not only being you know a leader in the church but also a leader among uh all of those that are connected with me especially the kids uh seeing especially that i am a youth pastor uh you know being able to be connected with them uh and you know, hopefully the teachings and the lessons that I give to them and uh, that I inspire them to be great, uh, not only in the church itself, but also just in this world. You know, uh, they got so many outside influences. So I just try and be that positive influence for them uh, as much as I can, you know, Um, you know, just trying to show them and not just tell them. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of us uh, growing up, especially those of us that are on the on the line now, we you know we were told a lot of things, uh, but maybe not always shown uh, the same uh, fashion or whatever. So they say you know you got to walk what you talk. So I just try and do that uh, on an everyday basis, and um, hopefully that will help keep them on the right track. On, and even if they fall away, as, as you know, I did at one point in my life, you know, be able to get back up and remember what I was taught and get back in line. So that's my spiel. All right, thanks. All right, Pastor Jason. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Honored to be here, uh, Tease and Coach Mo. Thank y'all for having me. Uh, I go by the name of Pastor Jay. Uh, my friends call me Jay Shep. Um, I am uh, uh, originally born and raised in Chicago. Now I live in Inglewood, California, which is right outside of Los Angeles. And uh, honored to, to uh, just be of service in many capacities and 
one of the ways that God has just opened up my area of service now is by launching a church online called Illuminate Church. Um, so um, like uh, Minister Sanders, uh, I got my original ordination in minister's license rather in 2010, officially ordained in 2017, but didn't know um, where that was gonna place because my background has always been music. And, um, you know, so God has kind of allowed for me to utilize um, music, education and ministry and motivation to all kind of converge now to this point. Um, I am also uh, a full-time music teacher out here as well. I'm also a full-time husband and a full-time dad, <laughs> full-time friend. Um, <laughs> so uh, just grateful for this opportunity to uh, to talk about church folks, which is something that we've done our whole lives already. Yeah. So. yeah. And the reason, um, just so everybody knows that's listening, uh, when me and me and coach, you know, the beginning of the, when we started out, we thought about a lot of different topics we wanted to, you know, we wanted to discuss over these next, you know, few months and, um, religion is something you know, that comes up a lot, just amongst even our, our friends. Um, it's a conversation that uh, it can be uncomfortable um, and it can be, it can get heated sometimes, but I thought it was good for us as young people um, and why I brought you guys in, because even though we all have like a, a strong traditional background from our upbringing, um, not that we've moved away from it, but um, just how we see things a little bit different than maybe so than our parents uh, view the yeah. church um and so i just wanted the you know other people to and our listeners to see that um you know even though you could have had a traditional background um the foundation is, is 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 what keeps us but at the same time we all still learning and growing everything that we taught maybe in the you know when we was kids maybe it wasn't always the right thing but um again oh. you know we that foundation is still there so um so we'll kick it off with just talking about you know especially since COVID, um, a lot of people stopped going to church, right? And we just got back in the building last week. Um, but I've heard the conversation, you know, since people were used to not being in church and then being online, like it was just, I've heard people flat out say, well, you know, it's not really necessary. You know, like church legit is not necessary anymore uh, for various reasons, um, mostly because a lot of people, uh, they frown at the traditional, you know, how we all grew up um, because yeah. of the church hurt that they have. So when y'all hear those type of things about church not being necessary or, you know, what what's your response to that? Because I know like Jason, you have a non-traditional church even right now, um, yeah. but just just in general, you know, even when I can start off, you know, what yeah. when you hear that, what's your response to that? So my first response to that is that um, I tend to agree um, with the initial statement, okay. but I will put a caveat to that. People aren't necessarily saying church in and of itself isn't necessary. Mm -hmm. They're saying the monopolization of their time is not necessary, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. if you think about how we grew up more so in a black traditional home where you go to church on Sunday, um, you're gonna be a Sunday school, you know, mm -hmm. typical, whether you Kojic, Apostolic, Baptist, it all, you know, we don't, we may not all preach quote unquote the same thing, but right. you're going to be in Sunday school by nine o'clock. Yep. Church going to start at 11. 
mm-hmm. maybe, or 12, and you won't be out till about two or three sometimes, mm-hmm. right? With so a small break till you go back in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> right, or you go to a visiting church. So now, yes, so now, let's, so now let's, let's break down what has happened on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. You've missed the entire Bears game, right? <laughs> True that. Right. And I'm not, I'm not even trying to be, I'm just being, I'm, no, I'm, taking, you, yeah, I'm yeah, taking you through yeah. our child, I'm taking you through my, yeah. my childhood, adolescence. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knew all the stuff. So you, you getting home on a Sunday evening around, like, I'm, I grew up Kojic. So we had church on Sunday. Oh night. no, church. We we church, we go church church. Like yeah. church started yeah. at seven o'clock yeah. on Sunday night. That's what yeah. time it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we getting back home after 10 o'clock. So we lucky to catch the 10 o'clock news to catch the recap of what happened during the day, right? <laughs> so then we got to get ready to go to go to school the next day. So you know, then you think about your peers. You know, I grew up in Homewood, which is primarily uh predominantly white um you know some some black but if i think about like mm-hmm. my white peers they sundays was always free they had breakfast every sunday they was doing <laughs> they was going to the bears game or the cubs game they they was playing baseball they had all these other activities that they had going on it was fun and our whole life and culture was cemented around church now mm-hmm. when we now the crazy thing is when we moved to LA um, in 2016, um, we did not really find the church that we connected to immediately. Now we would go to church, but there would be some Sundays if I didn't have to play somewhere, like we would, let's go to Newport Beach, let's go to, and mm-hmm. then I wouldn't even feel a big guilty because mm-hmm. we would be on, we had already watched five sermons on YouTube the day before, you know what I'm saying? I had already <laughs> kind of done my spiritual work. Mm-hmm. I'd already yeah. kind of felt like, well, I'm, I've watched more sermons this week than I, I've gotten more out of watching Miles Monroe, T.D. Jakes, and mm-hmm. Joel Osteen or whoever I'm watching in that time from binge watching. I'm, I'm so fed. Now let me go hang out with my family. And I yeah. didn't, I didn't feel like me going to this church that I didn't really like, I didn't know the people, I couldn't curate my experience of what I needed. So so basically what people are saying is, I'm going to a service where I don't know, I don't know what they're gonna preach about today, right? Mm -hmm. Or I know what they're gonna preach about because Mm -hmm. pastor gonna recycle the same message every year, year after year. Mm -hmm. And so you're basically saying, well, I'd rather find what I'm looking for and get what I need and then get built up. And then on Sunday, I'm gonna I'm a find my I'm way free. to chill. Yeah. So that's just kind of how, how I've seen it over this time. So I understand it, but then I do have, and you know, I want Pastor, um, Pastor uh, Roger to, to, to speak because there, there is another side to it that I do have that isn't that doesn't quite necessarily agree with the church not being necessary mm-hmm. yeah and just to uh pastor jason's uh points you know um just growing up man being in church all day that's what our life you know centered around the church um and, and then even past sunday right uh depending on what church you went to you had oh, a yeah. bible study 
uh, yep. that, you know, you'd be there probably two hours or whatever. You got choir rehearsal, mm-hmm. you know, you got like youth church or, yep. or youth mm-hmm. class and whatnot. Yep. And then, and then when I, I was at this one church that I was a member of for a few years, man, we would be in church literally like five days a week because we would have a deacons meeting, you know, we would have a brotherhood meeting. Now, and I think like, man, why couldn't both of these meetings be in the same? It's the same people here, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, uh, and, and the thing about it, um, you know, just adding on to what Pastor Jason was saying was that people, you know, the church folk ha- then and still now, you know, they, they want to be around a lot of people that they know, you know, mm-hmm. that's part of it, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, there, there's going to be those, you know, outliers that, hey, everybody doesn't know everybody and so forth, or you have new folks coming in, but they want to be there. But then now you got the folks that are saying, oh, well, you know, why is, you know, going to church in, into a building necessary? And one thing that, that stands out the most to me is the fellowship part, Right. you know, yes. It's like, you know, I can get fed off of uh, reading on my own. I can get fed off of watching uh, a sermon online. I, I can get fed off of watching a sermon on TV. But the fellowship, I'm missing that part. And, you know, one thing that, that we're taught in the, in the Bible and whatnot and growing up is that, hey, you, you are not supposed to forsake the fellowship. Mm-hmm. It's very important because we're supposed to, as Christians, feed off of each other. You know, that's why, even though as a kid, I'm like, why are we having testimony service and the same people getting up telling the same stories? I heard that, you know, a month ago or whatever, you know, <laughs> but the, but it's like that, 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 uh, that testimony that they're giving, they're saying, hey, this is what God has done for me. And maybe that time, that specific day, it's somebody there that, that's never heard that, you know, uh, uh, testimony. And it, it, it actually helps them because of what they're going through or whatever, mm-hmm. man, you know what? That was right on time. I needed to hear that part, but it's yeah. like the fellowship though. People are getting away from the fellowship. And, and, and the thing about the body of Christ is, Hey, once we actually say, Hey, yes, I'm a Christian. I'm a follow Christ. We are pretty much inducted into a family, you know, mm-hmm. as a whole, not just the, the physical church or that specific edifice where we go to fellowship, but the body of Christ, you know, we're, we're brought into it. And how can one part of the body move without the other part? Mm-hmm. You know, we got to feed off of each other, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I believe that that's part of the reason that, you know, uh, um, you know, we, we see a lot of decline in the church today because people, they're selfish, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of self-love that, you know, and we know that, hey, it's a lot of that when you look at social media and stuff like everybody, oh, self-love, I love myself. But we're taught that, hey, love God and then love others as yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. and people are missing that point. Right. You know, they're so concerned about just loving themselves, taking care of themselves. What about those around you as well? Right. Right. And just to add to, just to, to add to what you guys were saying, I think I, I agree. Um, and, and just even I can talk about my personal experience, right? So from going from the church that I grew up in to going to my dad's church, it was night and day, right? Because we didn't have like even service with a smaller church. So we didn't have like 
we didn't have church all day. Uh, we really, we probably, we probably would have like white church, to be honest, like, because <laughs> we get out, we have Sunday school, we have Sunday worship, and we, that's about two hours for both of them, and we're done, you know, um, right. <laughs> but I think that a lot of people, too, the ones that did grow up in church, it not even so much being as selfish, but like I said, I can, I can, I, I definitely agree with, with, with that, but I think that some people just feel like, all that activity is not necessary. Like it's really activities. Like it's, it's, it's really, it's not true worship. You know, like you're not really worshiping God. It's a whole bunch of activities. And not saying that that's, that's for everybody, but I think that's uh, some of the, some of the things that we, that we do in service, it's just repetitive. It's, it's religious. It, it's, it's a repetitive things that now it's a generation that feels like, you know, well, we're beyond that. Like we're more for the mm -hmm. spiritual, the, the spiritual mm -hmm. aspect. And so they don't want to focus on the activities, so to speak, that you do in church. They want to focus on the spiritual, you know, this quote unquote of, you know, of aspect of church. So I think a lot hey, of people, go ahead. If, if I can jump in there too, because you're saying some really good stuff with a lot of meat on this bone, because I think another, I try to, one thing I try to do is when I hear what people are saying, mm -hmm. I try to, sometimes they're not necessarily saying, they're not really expressing the fullness of what they're really trying to say. Mm -hmm. So really and truly what a lot of people are searching for is purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're like, what's the purpose of me doing such and such? But if you give them even a greater task that's purposeful. So let's say, hey, the church is going to be um, one thing we did was we did a, a backpack uh, giveaway. We did a backpack and shoe drive. Right. And hey, this is could you give to this because this is the purpose for it? Or mm -hmm. I, I've seen a lot of churches actually show up and feed people where people like they're like cool like we can i can i can get up and do something right so i think the the idea of going to church getting dressed up putting the hat on wearing the saint john's wearing a suit some wingtips stacy adams whatever <laughs> like that just became a thing where it was more pageantry mm -hmm. and and so people are like well what's the purpose of doing that when there's more stuff that we can actually do that's tangible Right. So some of the conversations I've seen and, and some of the things I've seen applied now where people are like, yo, I can actually do something that I see is going to impact somebody today, mm -hmm. not in the sweet by and by. Right. Like people trying to get out of that sweet by and by. And it's like, well, what can I do today? I, I can't worry about heaven. That's later. Mm -hmm. How can I see what's happening on earth? Right. And so I, I think too, like, there's some people who that's their that's their spiritual tension is like, you know, some people, there are a lot of people who want to know about the afterlife, but they're trying to figure out how can I like well, what is best what yeah. is best life actually mean? Right. Is this my best life coming here every week to St. John's or St. Luke or Mount Sinai or whatever? Mm -hmm. You know. No shade to any of those churches. Right, they're right. all great churches. But right. is this my is my best life being lived right. through these churches? And by you saying I gotta be here, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think too, just kind of just to hit on to something that Roger said, just about the selfishness, um, and not even just like to 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 talk down about people, but I think we are in just in general, we're in a self-absorbed, you know, society where, you know, thinking about God and thinking about others, that's just, you know, that's not a, um, it's not a priority for most people, you know? Um, and so that narrative of self, I mean, that's, that's the, the selfie movement. I mean, I, my sister's telling me I'm a queen of selfies, <laughs> but I don't think so, but, <laughs> but I mean, hey, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't know. Not, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I know, like, that's just, uh, you know, people, look at this, <laughs> you know, people, uh, it is, it's a self-absorbed, you know, it's a self-absorbed uh, of time, so, I mean, with that being said, you know, um, there also, there's another aspect that people talk about, too, is just that, that church hurt um and you know like back in the day we've all seen it if a girl got pregnant she had to get in front of the church and you know and tell all her business and you know just that that type of thing where it was normalized but you know when we look back you know we don't know was that really the best thing to do and it it it, it put like a gap for some people um you know, just it, it kind of paused their 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 spiritual journey because they're like, after a while, once a lot of them had that baby, they like, you know what, I'm good. You know, I'm good on this. You know, and even not just the baby aspect, but other things like people like Roger. I don't know who, who people speaking about it about the testimony period. It became it 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 can become like a show. You know, like people want to outdo each other in that, and just so those different things that a lot of people have dealt with in. Um, you know, with, with the church. Um, and then, you know, with, with putting a slash on that, when you see the, the ministers on TV that, that people think it's just a money grab, right? And so people attach to that and they, you know, they're like, that's why I don't go to church. So they bring up their past situations like the truth to be, and then they talk about the preachers on TV. So what do y'all, what's your response to that when they say, that's why I don't go to church no more? I'll take right. it, Roger. <laughs> All right, for sure. <laughs> um, so that's it's tough, right? Because um, not only do you know we see the things uh, like a lot of uh, I'm not going to say a lot, but some of the more prominent pastors have been caught in scandals and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, you know, and then even in our own experiences of. Uh, you know, if, if you were like me, you know, being a part of different uh, groups in the church, like the finance department and stuff, you, you see the finances coming in and then you see where they're being allocated to. And then it's like, all right, so is this what, you know, church is really about? Is it, mm -hmm. is it just about money? You know, mm -hmm. is it just about, as you said, like putting people on front street? Uh, and yes, that those things do drive people away and, and those things keep people away. Uh, it's unfortunate that that specific pastor or that specific leader or, or, or church or whatever would actually you know, do those type of things to discourage people. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, we should be discouraging you know, non-marital sex and, and, and babies before you know, out of wedlock and all of that type of stuff. But at the same time, you know, what are they doing to try and help that individual? You know, right. that girl that had this baby, 
you know, out of wedlock as we, you know, always yeah, have, have termed it, you know, yeah, and, and the boy or whatever. Like, what what are we actually, you know, what has the church or what what did the church actually do to try and, you know, counsel them, talk to them? You know, like, hey, yes, okay, this should not have happened. Okay, but it has happened. So now how do you grow from this situation? You know, how can you and your story help somebody else? Right. You know, and, and and to actually try and and, and uh, appease the church, I believe, because of tradition, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of it has to do with tradition because this is what that pastor saw happening at, when he was young and mm -hmm. growing up, hey, and, and or because of that specific uh, uh, sector of the church uh, or, or religion or whatever, this is how we have to do it. You know, because of that, you know, you, you were driving people away, but it's a matter of, you know, trying to draw people closer, uh, mm -hmm. saying, hey, yes, I got you. And to bring, you know, people, especially our age group, because I, I feel like our age group is the group that really uh, was impacted by a lot of this and mm -hmm. have grown to now maybe not want to be in, in, you know, involved in church. True. To bring mm -hmm. them back, it's like, hey, listen, maybe it's because of, you know, what you've seen and, and how it was a displeasure to you, that should be your way to come back into the church and, and help to change that. Hey, bring a new program. As, right. as Pastor Jason spoke about, you know, people finding purpose in the church. Hey, maybe the church that you're, that you're attending, maybe they don't have a food drive, or, or maybe that's something that you can come and say, hey, have you thought about this? Mm -hmm. You know, have, you know, are, you know, can we get, you know, a ministry together as, as everybody at church wants to do, they want to create a ministry, <laughs> you know, can we create a, 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 an outreach ministry or can we create, you know, a, a youth ministry or, or so forth, you know, mm -hmm. because we, because we were so impacted by some of the negative things that we did see, uh, we tend to just harbor on that and not let it go. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're, we're missing out on opportunities to be able to help somebody else that, that mm -hmm. may fall into that same situation. You know, mm -hmm. if, if everyone, you know, every generation goes through that same uh, uh, type of, um, uh, you know, I don't even know the word to use uh, without offending anyone, but if, if we all continue to go through the same type of situation and whatnot, uh, you know, when will the church you know, the body of Christ actually come together as one again, right. you know, or, or continue to grow. When will that church that, that you grew up in ever be able to prosper or, or be, you know, uplifting or, or, or have this outreach to the community or to young folks? Because we know that not, not, it's not just our group now, it's the generation behind us and the one that's coming mm -hmm. up that are really not in the church, mm -hmm. you know? So, we have to our generate we have to start finding ways to actually man bring something to the church not just always looking for something to get out of it because yes we you know should be searching to to be fed and so forth and as jason uh, pastor jason said to find that purpose but also what can we bring to the church as well mm -hmm. and I, I think too 
too, Roger, like when you talk about the, the generation, it's a trickle down effect because we, I think we're the last generation between us, you know, us four, we're all in the same age group. We're probably the last generation that was made to go to church, <laughs> like where there wasn't really an option. Uh, oh, wow. Going to church on Sunday, you go go on Wednesday. If my daddy drives the bus, I'm just gonna be there till he done driving the bus. Oh, and man, I think, man. man, so I think <laughs> we were the last generation that was like Coach Moses had a go. flashback. <laughs> man. Yeah, man. he can, he know. <laughs> man. Yeah. But I think we were the last generation that was made to go. And I think it's the trickle down effect of why so many of the younger ones beneath us, you know, don't, you know don't don't come because we stopped i mean this and our generation is pretty much like you know we were done you know we we're a lot of our generation you know kind of sit away from the church for various reasons we were talking about so um, um you can go back you know jace just to, to piggyback on what uh, whatever we talking about before and mo whenever you want to jump yeah. in mm -hmm. i um i love to i love this topic i love this because i i have views that are considered to be way out there or somewhat controversial. <laughs> uh, first of all, the, the elephant in the room is let's talk about the money part, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so to be, to be brutally honest, um, what most pastors really do know and they would never really openly admit is that the business of the church is actually one of the greatest safeguards for tax liability. Mm -hmm. It is the greatest safeguard for tax liability, right? Yeah. Um, it, it really is. Now, that that's the brute, honest truth. Mm -hmm. Now, what can be done with that is everything can be done with that, right? So the issue to me is that people are saying, yo, this only benefits you, mm -hmm. right? But how can we actually take a church? And as, as Roger was talking, like the one word, that came to my mind is incubate. How do we incubate new ideas and businesses? What can we actually grow out of this, right? Mm -hmm. And how can this church not be about the pastor? Mm -hmm. Now the pastor says vision, we, we set vision, but it, so even though we know Jeff Bezos is the CEO of Amazon, Amazon is not about Jeff Bezos. I don't think about Jeff Bezos when my packages come to my door. Right. right. <laughs> the drivers come in. It's re Amazon is represented in such a way where the brand is, it does what it does. We know Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world, but I never think about Jeff Bezos when his package comes to the door. However, when I think about such and such church, I always think about that pastor. I don't mm -hmm. think about what the ministry actually does. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. is the ministry? Now, mm -hmm. what I will say is... When I lived in Houston and I attended Lakewood Church under Pastor Joel Osteen, I actually saw Lakewood as its own entity. And I looked at Pastor Joel totally different being in his church. Okay. Where some people would say, oh, Joel Osteen don't do nothing. No, 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 that's not true. Lakewood mm -hmm. Church is its own separate entity. I've gotten to real heated discussions with people, well, Joe Olson didn't let nobody in his church when the hurricane. The hurricane came. Well, yeah. well, first <laughs> of all, yeah, first yeah. of all, that's not true. Second of all, that's not even really his decision to make. Mm -hmm. Right? It's the church. He may he may be the pastor of the church, 
but there's more. So here's what happens under these governances. The church has to safeguard its pastors from certain things because if the pastor has total control, then the church is going to be in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. So what a lot of these churches actually do is smart. The church is its own brand and the pastor is its own brand. Mm -hmm. People don't like the B word when it comes to church. Well, let's face right. it. We're built, we all have a personal brand. All mm -hmm. four of us, whatever we post on social media, like I know Latisse is good for the, some of the funniest, most pettiest posts. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I'm gonna laugh. That's my problem. I know, I know, I know Latisse. Listen, and, and this is a guy, I don't even think I told her this. My nephew passed last year, right? Seven years old, tragic. I would see her post and stop thinking about my nephew for about five minutes because that's her personal brand. That's a part of her ministry. Now, can churches actually really get into a position where we really say, hey, we wanna help people build and find a purpose? It might not necessarily be under the umbrella of the church, but yeah. can I come to this church and know, man, Pastor Jay gonna say something that, that I need that's gonna help me get to this next level. Pastor Roger gonna say something, but and it's not about Pastor Roger, right? Right. So we don't, it don't matter if who if the pastor drives a Tesla, because we know whatever he, whatever information is coming out of here, I'll be able to drive something greater than a Tesla, right? Mm -hmm. So, so any so I my encouragement for pastors is to stop trying to be a hero mm -hmm. and be a guide. Let your people be the heroes. Mm -hmm. If, if let, hypothetically, if all three of y'all became a member of Illuminate Church, my goal is to see y'all do way better than me. I will let us see y'all expand your business, see your families do better, get healed, like, and not about me. Right. So me as a guide helping y'all become a hero, what does that do? for the guide, actually. Mm -hmm. It means that what I right. have is right. very valuable. Right. So I think pastors have taken their value and make it about me, 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 when it's really about you, 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 mm -hmm. right? Pastor yeah. Joel always makes it about everybody else. He mm -hmm. never makes it about himself. Mm -hmm. And that's why people stay hating on him People mm -hmm. don't like them. You know, that's why Lakewood Church can bring. So I, I had a discussion with somebody. They said, well, uh, there should be nobody at Lakewood Church that's homeless. And I'm like, well, I said, that's impossible. Eradicating homelessness is an impossibility. Mm -hmm. How do you eradicate homelessness? Right. And that's not for one person to do. And I had to let this person know. I said, listen, I said, you know, Pastor Joe's done very well for himself. I said, but I got a secret for you. I said, he's not nearly the wealthiest person at Lakewood Church. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I said, let me put you up on game. Yeah. He ain't nearly like I wouldn't even. If people don't know that part, Jason. Even even when even with the local churches, people see the pastor, and yep. like you said, that's the first person. But yep. because we all be behind the scenes, we know 
most of the time, the parents don't make what y'all think they make. A lot of stuff is donated. A lot of stuff is given to them. And as much as they get, I can guarantee you, I know firsthand from almost all the pastors I know, they didn't gave out that much more. But that's not what people see. They just see the uh, basket. Uh, it's, you know, the, the ones that's on Hollywood vibes and all that stuff. And they think right. that's the standard for, or, for pastors. Or, and it's not. Or, or they see they see that nice car, right? They see that nice watch, they mm-hmm. see that nice suit, mm-hmm. and they think they think automatically think that all oh, these folks dumb. They're giving their money to the pastor, right? And a lot of and a lot of times, like you said, the pastor really ain't making nothing, right? At and, all. And, and <laughs> yeah. psychologically, think about this, Coach Mo. Think about this. Are you gonna listen to somebody who got on track, like who not dress well? I'm not saying that you oh, should yeah. be respect right. the person, no, but right. I'm saying sometimes somebody, if, if you don't look the part, I'm be like, why am I listening? Like, what are you trying to tell me? Right. right. So we, we're stuck in a pickle. We, if we went to our jobs and our, the, the CEO of the company looked super raggedy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We'll be like, yo, I don't know if I can trust this. <laughs> you know, this I'm not saying I'm not saying t-shirt and sneakers. You can, you can wear a t-shirt, a t-shirt, sneakers, and jeans and, and be like, oh, okay, like I know what he on. Cool. Right. But if it's like, yo, I don't really know, like, fam, like his he he driving a a, a, a car and the muffler falling off. It's like, yeah. yo, you don't you yeah. don't really care about your identity i don't want to be around a pastor who don't care about how he look right that's that to me like that's just like that's self-sabotage because (laughs) one thing that i do know too is that as much as as we people don't want to admit it there's a high degree of aspiration that we need especially in our communities especially with men right yeah Men, if men do not have the proper thing to aspire to, they will aspire to the thing that we tell, oh, all y'all want to do is look and dress like the rappers. All y'all want to, but it's like, well, what's the, what, how should they aspire? What, how do you want them to be? How do you right. want them to dress? How right. do you want them to talk? How do you want them to walk? And so we have all these opinions about, well, the pastor shouldn't drive this. And it's like, well, are you satisfied if he drives a Nissan, a 19, 99 Nissan Sentra that right. makes you feel better if he drives right. that. Like right. I don't want my pastor driving a car that don't look right. I that's me. Right. Me personally. And it's not that I'm judging him. It's like, nah, man, you we need to make sure you taken care of. Like, right. like when we get to a point where we have a youth pastor, I don't I want to make sure, you know, yo, like you need insurance. Your right. family needs to, you got a family. Right. You know, like it's things like that. That's like the things that young ministers go through, young pastors, even music, down to musicians. Like I've seen too many things. I've gone through, through, through too many scenarios just as a man, just having pride. Just like, yeah, I just, let me go ahead and just use my college education to go out and just go and do what I need to do for my family. Right. Um, and not even worry about this other part. Like pastors will psychologically just be like, well, I just don't want nobody saying nothing about me. And if they do, like, I just got to take it, you know, mm. 
um, you know, with me being a new pastor, I'm just now really learning that. And, you know, I'm more like the Lord got to help me. I'm kind of more the like gloves off kind of guy. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> you really know, see, so we, uh, <laughs> see, see, I'm, I'm a little bit more gloves off and I'm a little bit more like, I get, I, I like to get to like, Hey, let's get to really what the, like, what's the real issue that you have. Um, but I, I really think just getting back to my original point that if churches actually exercise the business portion of it to the extent where everybody can like prosper, like how do, how does the church set up housing? How does the church set up yeah. restaurants? How does the church set up clothing lines and fashion like we see more of them doing it like it's church it's a church in houston called uh hope city and they they make more money selling merch than anything like they merch is off the chain mm -hmm. and they merch like they i don't know how much they make but they could be making over a, a couple million dollars a year just mm -hmm. off the merch they sell so even churches like being smarter about like how they do that. Like uh, they did like a lot of the white churches do small groups and they'll do small groups where it'd be like, you know, five to 10 people in a group. And they, they'll talk about anything from investments to cooking to fitness. Like this is how we get smaller sales um, to ensure that the body stays healthy. And right. um, Pastor Rick Warren, uh, the, the author of the, the book, Purpose Driven Life, I had the opportunity to go to a couple of his conferences, uh, his churches here in Southern California. He said, like, what he's most proud of, um, he says his weekend services, I believe, they have about 18 to 20,000 people that come physically when it, when it was physical. But he said he's even more proud that a hundred thousand people are in small groups that don't even come to the physical. Mm -hmm. I was like, how y'all got a hundred thousand? Like it just, it blew my mind. He was like, they go over, like we give them the full outline of what was preached and they go over it. You know, now I'm sure it's random stuff that go on in the small groups. It's right, not right, perfect. Right. Like I'm not in this like, oh, white is right thing. But what I'm saying is there is people playing this at a, such a level where they've gotten out of this whole like, you know, you know, small basic, like we come together and we just gotta do it this way. Right. Like they they've gone to like figuring out like how to what's gonna work for people's lives. Right. And it's curating that experience for your life. So right. Well, since yeah. you you mentioned some white pastors, <laughs> and that's a that was that was one thing I know I wanted to talk about is Boom. you know, and everybody that know me, y'all know how y'all know my my train of thought. So, but yeah. <laughs> you already know, sister soldier. <laughs> but you know that that is a thing that uh, when we're speaking about church, and nothing against white pastors at all, it's yeah. the idea you know of just white Jesus. And uh, like you said, not saying white is right. And we in a whole generation yeah. of, you know, a wokeness of this is mm -hmm. an, another aspect of why we don't go to church um, is because they believe that, you know, what, how we were taught the, the Western point of, of Christianity, you know, and, and how that affected 
people in slavery and how that kept them bonded uh, in bondage yeah. for so long. It's just like, I'd be, you know, I'd be doggone if I'm following somebody. I'm not going to do that. You know, that worked for grandma, but I ain't on that. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's a really big, it's a serious thing, you know, and, and yeah. for me, I'm like Jason, I'm a hands off, I'm a gloves off person, but I'm gloves also in a, in a thing of, you know, I don't argue with religion with people. So, cause I'm too far in to, to do that. And, and they usually too far in, in their thought process. So I'm, I'm not saying that's the right approach, but I just, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to argue with them about that. You just, that's your yeah. thing. So with the, with the wokeness uh, that we see, you know, how do, do you, is it, is it worth the argument or how do you, how do y'all, how do y'all deal with that? Uh, I think it's very much worth the conversation. Um, arguments can be tricky, but I think sometimes it, it leads to really uh, tough conversations and, and asking like questions that are so basic, like, okay, um, you know, basic questions starting with Noah, right? Mm -hmm. You start asking questions about Noah's three sons mm -hmm. and you know, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, mm -hmm. right? Bible starts breaking it down around Genesis, the 10th chapter, and who Ham was, right? The progenitor. They say Ham was a progenitor of the Africans, right? Then you go to, to Shem, and it said Shem was a progenitor of the uh, Hebrew, mm -hmm. um, but, it, but it's, Ham was not the progenitor of the Negro. Mm -hmm. right so things like that so we've been going well who are the negroes right mm -hmm. so you start going digging 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 under shem and then you figure out who japheth was right and then japheth had a grandson named ashkenaz and you said mm -hmm. well who is ashkenaz which is where they get the name ashkenazi jew mm -hmm. which is actually german jew which actually is came from Caucasoid Mountains, like you start like breaking down, like the information is out there. Like I didn't really say anything that's that you can't really study mm -hmm. for yourself and research, right? Mm -hmm. So these are things mm -hmm. that people will be coming into your church and they will know this basic information. So yeah. you can't sit here. Well, I can't say it's basic. To some people, it's basic information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so this idea of trying to teach about, you know, Moses, right? And Moses being able to be in Egypt and hide, and Moses, Moses being a Hebrew, how can Moses hide among, um, how can Moses be a Hebrew and be with Egyptians and be confused with being Egyptian? Aren't right. he, you know, like, what is he? What, what color were these people? Mm -hmm. Right? So the question is, who in the Bible was not Black? More That's so, the <laughs> come on right. now. That, yeah. that becomes that becomes more who didn't look like us. So mm -hmm. now, now it becomes more of a study of like, okay, it's not just about skin tones. Now it's about well, like ethnic ethnicity and location and mm -hmm. like, well, who is who? Like, so we know that all people with dark skin ain't the same, right? But they got dark skin. So we got to stop like with this whole brainwashing that we've come with. Like, 
even the pictures like so what has really like destroyed it really destroyed several generations of churchgoers um and they're thinking of who jesus was with the fans right <laughs> the baptist yep. hot fans with this <laughs> with this stringy haired man with blue eyes and on mm -hmm. the other side was dr king oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you can you're only thinking that jesus was this guy when it come to find out he was uh, a man named uh, Caesar Borgia, who was actually painted by Leonardo da Vinci. Mm -hmm. Caesar Borgia, uh, his his dad, his father was a pope, mm -hmm. and Leonardo da Vinci come to find out was his was his gay lover. Right, this mm -hmm. man Caesar Borgia actually um, had an affair with his sister Lucretia. And had his and had an affair with his brother's wife and had his brother killed. So this man who we say is Jesus was a bisexual murderer, <laughs> in, incest, incestual mm -hmm. man. Right. Mm. And we say this is Jesus, mm -hmm. <laughs> the man without flaw. Right. So you mm. painted a man who who was debaucherous. Mm -hmm. And said this was Jesus. We've been looking at this man as he was Jesus, but this is like the the worst, one of the worst men who ever walked the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you talk about canceling somebody, cancel right. the man that was on right. that picture. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so like when it comes to like those things, and I've had. Like really, uh, y'all should y'all should be a fly on the wall with some of the conversations I've had with some of my white peers who are pastors. When I just ask them basic questions and they their face turns red and then they start talking about the Middle East and I go, well, there's no such thing. The Middle East was named that in in the 1940s. Right, right. Yeah. right. I mean, come on, right. bro. Yeah. Like, right. what are we saying? Right. So, I think our churches, although. I, so one thing I feel that God has done, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. God's spirit breathed upon the black church like never before in the 1900s. In in this like, like there was a movement of the Holy Spirit in Church of God in Christ Baptist Apostolic AME. There was a move of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. even though some people didn't even even though like there would be like Baptist people believe I don't believe in the Holy Ghost. You know, it was people splitting from Baptist, turning Pentecostal. It was a movement of the of the Holy Spirit in this place. And God had grace on us and breathed on us when we didn't even really know or understand history and mm -hmm. like who, who sanctioned scriptures to be written in the 1600s. Mm -hmm. Like right. like so my like, I love what he said earlier like my belief is solid mm -hmm. what i believe i believe in i believe that jesus was born and died for the remission of my sins mm -hmm. and he's coming back mm -hmm. all the other stuff i have no idea right right <laughs> you know i believe and, and i believe that jesus looked like me that's all right. i really think i know right everything else y'all can keep that some of the stuff y'all added is getting kept out. We don't talk about the apocrypha. There's so many things mm -hmm. that we don't talk about and, and don't really know how to dissect. 
Mm-hmm. And that I feel that God has allowed for us to not even really know, like when he says my ways are without my ways, right? My thoughts are not your thoughts. So mm-hmm. it's like, if the Lord is like, if we're supposed to think like him, have the mind of Christ, we can't even think like him. So wow. those kinds of things <laughs> confirm, it confounds, okay, okay, Lord, how do I surrender then? Mm-hmm. You know, even when I want to go in and be like, yo, this is really what it is. And he's like, yo, my ways <laughs> right, are not yours. your way. Right. So in due season, you will reap. Right. And other people are going to reap whatever they sow. So I'm going to lead you to the book of Obadiah to understand prophecy in Obadiah and relate that to Revelation and tie that together. You're going to have to read Amos and Isaiah and figure out what does this have to do with that? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these things that have to deal with race, ethnicity, um, you know, slavery, um, and, and uncovering lies. It, it, there's so many untruths. I mean, I'm not even going to go into conspiracy theories. Um, on because that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother because <laughs> I'm not, yeah, we'll I can't. I'm not even we'll bring you back on for that one, please. Because <laughs> I gotta put it because if, if I tell you the one that I think is gonna be that's gonna have to be offline, uh-huh. we're gonna talk about that offline, okay? Because it's because I got one that's like, yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I, I. I've had the floor long enough, so that's just kind of how I feel about <laughs> about that. Uh, and and I mean, you you pretty much touched on it all. The, the one thing too that I was thinking about was uh, like the the lack of the visual representation of the black skin. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know. So like even now when you have missionaries going out to these countries and mm. they're, you know, spreading the gospel, you look at their skin tone, right? And their skin tone is more pale white, you know? So when these black kids in Africa that have never heard, uh, you know, the word of God, and now they're getting it, they're getting it from a white person who's bringing it. So automatically, oh, that's the right way to go. That's mm-hmm. the, you know, that that is, you know, and, and you know, because they are taking pictures with them too, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of the pictures as, you know, Pastor Jay was saying, you know, with the fans, a, a lot of the pictures that they're taking have a white yeah. face. You know, so I think that's a a really key part of it all, too, is just that lack of the visual representation of, of, you know, what Christ actually looked like, what Jesus Mm -hmm. looked like, you know, just the people at that time. When our kids are are watching, uh, uh, what's that, Prince of Egypt, what are they seeing? Right. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're not seeing necessarily all the time dark skin. When they when they put these other movies out, Noah's Ark, uh, Russell Crowe. Right. Like, Russell Crowe is Noah. Right. Yeah, okay. all, like, well, well, actually, to be fair, to be right. fair, okay, to be fair, um, the description of Noah in the Apocrypha was that Noah actually, I'm sorry, yeah, the Book of Enoch, in the book of Enoch, the description of Noah was that he was he was white, actually more of an albino type, and his eyes were like they had this 
quote unquote beautiful brightness about themselves. And so they, but they thought Noah was like a devil. They were afraid of him mm -hmm. because of his color. Mm -hmm. Now, how was they afraid of somebody white and thought he was a devil? <laughs> Only because during that time you had these fallen, these fallen angels that looked like that. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the uh, the Nephilim, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Nephilim fallen angels who were, you know, uh, mating with birds and beasts, and you had all kind of weird creatures and all this stuff um, flying around and dinosaurs and pterodactyls and, you know, half man, half horse, you know, weird, real weird stuff. Like if you actually, if you allow your mind to actually believe that that is real, right. those are kind of the types of descriptions of it. But so to, to be fair, I will say Noah may have been the first white and the most important <laughs> figure in the bible that actually had a Light lack skin. of melanin yeah but was actually mm. albino mm -hmm. so, yeah I think, but that, you, you know what jason that, that, that's, that's my that's, story i'm sticking to <laughs> well i mean but but that's the thing too is just like you know with that information even things like the book of enoch and uh those stories that you said that sound mystical that are in the bible when we we when we was in sunday school we don't really dissect those mystical things and i don't think that our sunday school teachers i had some of the best sunday school teachers um you know ever i don't think it was because that they they it was ever taught to them you know and the, the, the reality is to be to be 100 honest some the, some of that stuff that that you we were just talking about i didn't never i've never been to seminary i learned that in college years because honestly when you go off to college and that's why some people go to college and they come back a little confused because it does expand your mind if you and i was studying out of history so i got to to read the whole aspect of everything i had a lot of religious history and a lot of just world history so it 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 uh it exposed you to stuff that you know what was your you major what was your well, major? my major was information systems but i because i when i okay. went to grad school i wanted to be a teacher and i wanted to teach english i took a okay. lot of my lectures were mostly history so i had a gotcha. i had a um i had a what do they call it endorsement for history to teach history okay yeah. Okay. So, I mean, but that's the kind of stuff. I don't think it's because they didn't know. I mean, well, I do think so that they didn't know. But I think that's where we are now with the with the knowledge being more accessible for us. Um, you know, that's where we are. Where we had to sometimes to get into those quote unquote mystical things and pull the pull it off and give them truth of about what this stuff is and what Jesus looked like. Yeah, in theory, it does not matter, you know, what color he is, but it but representation does matter to a degree because it's it's truth in that. And if you were sold alive for so many years, you know, that 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 has turned people off from church, it is important for us to to go back and teach what the what the real is because it's, it's the truth, you know what I'm saying? We, we got we yeah. can't teach anything else if we don't start there. So, I mean, I think that's just one aspect that was that's missing is that you know we we don't hit on certain things, and I think it's just because it is some things that, that we were just never taught. But at the same time, it's it's tricky because we were just taught Jesus. That's what it is. Is what matters, and 
you you go on. You know what I'm saying? You either accept them or you don't. But it's a generation mm. that says, yeah, no, I don't. Jesus white and I'm good, you know. So we got to be able to counter that with the truth. You know what I'm saying? In in of 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 what it is. So that's my two cents. <laughs> and, we, and a lot of we were taught, you know, um, and not necessarily, you know, them saying it, but it was more or less, don't question what I'm telling you. What yeah. I'm teaching you. Yep. You yep. know, bingo. Bingo. <laughs> you know, hey, this is because what I is. said and so. Like you said, yeah, you, exactly. You know, and and, and because a lot of people, more people nowadays, they consider themselves to be woke because they have dug a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. they they're still missing. You know, the the grand right. scheme of things or whatever, right. the, the the actual truth. Right. You know, because they yeah. want to be so woke. Right, right. Yeah, sometimes you know, need to go back a, to sleep. That is a challenge too, because True, man. you know, if you think about it, you know, for the better part of probably let's say nineteen for a hundred years, right? Pastors went unchallenged. They went mm -hmm. unchallenged. Like whatever yeah. pastors say, like <laughs> he's the one that hear from God, and he'll tell you, "I'm the one that tell you what God says." Right. right. Yeah. And so. Yeah that's because that was not the, the information age, right? Mm -hmm. So now we're actually out of the information age into the experience age, which means that information is so readily available. Everybody wants experience and they want to feel a certain way. And so if your information ain't on point, they, you're never going to be heard. So mm -hmm. pastors mm -hmm. will be debunked so quickly. If you come up, like people will fact check you like really fast. Oh, so yeah. it's um it's almost like sometimes it's hard to even go into creating a space where you are building a ministry around this because there'll be people it is you're gonna be dealing with the fact checkers, fact checkers, fact checkers, information, information overload. But mm -hmm. for me, like I don't really go out teaching this. Like I don't really I don't know if it's that I don't feel the Lord has released me to to do it in that way, yeah. but I yeah. also know. It's a trick bag because right. you can find yourself only in this space, but like, how are you really helping to free people and liberate right. with people that from, information? Exactly. Yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. so it's, it's great information to know, but like, people really want to grow. So sometimes you can use like information can be used like a gun. Yeah. So you take in information and use it like a gun, and you shooting off at the mouth and you just trying to kill people. So I'm like, mm -hmm. some some types of information is like, it's good to know, mm -hmm. um, it's good to discuss, but mm -hmm. I don't know if it's always, like God literally has to grace a teacher to teach it. Right. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm graced to teach that. Right. right. I know some, I know, I know a couple people who I've seen a couple that are grace to teach. There's a there's a man by the name of Dante Forster. Yep. I told Tisa about him. He's got a book. I love like, him. I listen to him. Dante, yeah. <laughs> Dante is grace to do yeah. it. Yeah. I I'm way more of a tangent guy than Dante. I can't stay on that too long because I'll be like, I'm okay. Like I'm saying the same thing over and over. <laughs> I'm not finding any nuance in this, you know. So I think when it comes to people who are woke, it's like, what are you waking up to? Right. 
and then what's next like because right. everything like all of life should be about like how am I going to prepare somebody else right. for what's next you know like right. I have two kids and so now how do I help them you know I teach mm-hmm. you know I teach in a uh extremely wealthy area in out here in LA and so like what are they what are they going to see when they see me you know how are they you know how are they going to respond when they see me and then how do I respond in a place to where I'm not I'm not an entertainer right you might be you could get entertained but this is not my job is not to entertain you my job is to educate you right you know so these discussions are, are wonderful, especially in these platforms, because we can, you know, like discuss them. And some one of you all may, it may be, it may be Pastor Roger, it may be Coach Mo, maybe Teach. One of y'all may be like, "This is my purpose. Like I got it." Mm-hmm. And then I'll find myself doing a deep dive into all y'all YouTube videos, or y'all books, <laughs> yeah. or your podcast. Like yeah. that's what. That's another thing I love about right now. Like. You couldn't have told me 10 years ago I would be sitting on a podcast with Tease. Right. right. You couldn't right. have told me. Not not that I wouldn't want to. I'd be like, man, I don't, man, what? That, that right. don't make sense. Right. But right. people are like, now, if, it just wouldn't have made sense. It's right. like, oh, we cool. That's my G. Like, I see right. it. Okay, cool. But like, everybody genuinely has something to say and something to offer. And if the church misses that, that there are people sitting in your pews that got something to say. If you miss it, you might be missing one of the biggest opportunities because you never know who that person is. Yeah. You know, I remember Teach being a strong alto. Soprano. Oh, Soprano. Who is that? T. Uh, T is that. (laughs) T is alto. But I remember y'all in choir. Right. Yeah. I remember I remember that, but I wouldn't I didn't know your level of intellect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not that I was like, oh, she's not smart, but you just don't be knowing people. You don't right. it's like and I didn't talk like that. I wasn't I, I didn't I wasn't uh I'm, I wasn't really an extrovert person, you know, back then. Like I gotcha. I was more reserved as far as just being comfortable with 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 talking, you know, back when, when we first met. That, that was what? Bad. Really? <laughs> what? What? Was that's the truth. <laughs> this is breaking news. Whatever. It was you and Kaya and T. That's all yep. I remember. And Kaya yep. and Kaya was the was the extrovert. She still is. Mm-hmm. She still yeah. is. <laughs> Well, we gonna. Mm-hmm. I got. Uh, we got just one more thing before we let y'all go. Um, and um, I, I, I don't know, most. Did you have anything else before we uh, just switch gears real quick? Yeah, I had a question, but just a thought I had, and I know Tease, you touched on it earlier. Um, like I know for me, growing up in the church, you know that was just a part of like my everyday life. Like I have to honestly say, if if I if if, if I didn't grow up in the church. And I went to college, the college I went to, I'd probably be like, I'd probably be like future of Nick Cannon out here. I'd probably have <laughs> babies all over the world. What school did you go to? I went Where'd to Lewis you go? University. Lewis University oh, okay. in Romeoville. Yeah, so, yeah. My uh, homie uh, Lafayette went there. My homie yeah, Seth. I know, yeah, I know all of them. Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Marcus Morton. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. So I know when I first got down there and just seeing all the freedom and just seeing like the stuff you can get into, I know for me, I'm thankful that I was grounded. I, mm-hmm. I, I really think I'm really thankful for that. But even with that said, there's two discussions that I refuse to discuss with anybody anymore. One is who's the GOAT, MJ or LeBron. I'm not doing that no more, ever. <laughs> and, and the second one is religion. Because mm-hmm. I've got into a whole bunch of discussions, especially when you're young and then you got homies or friends who like, man, you going to that white people religion. Man, they that slave, that slave owner religion. They just gave us that religion to shut us up. So, you know, when you try to try to enlighten people, it gets frustrating for you because you're like, you know what, I'm already grounded. I'm too far in, like T said, that I know what you're saying. You coming from a place of somewhere else, and it's it's probably not factual. Mm-hmm. Or you or for us, it's all about faith for us. That's what we believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so God bless you, and I hope you, you know, your <laughs> life is great. But it's for what I believe, and this is how I'm gonna live my life. So right. my my question for both of y'all, and I know I know a lot of my friends probably glad I'm gonna ask this question. So let's talk about pornography. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, we know growing up when we was young and growing up in the church, you know, it was always told us, you know, don't do this, don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. if you do this, you go, you're going to hell. You know, if you do this. You drink this, you're gonna go to hell. It's, it's you know, everything was extreme. But I think in the black church growing up, they never really talked about sex. They never really talked about pornography. They never really talked about all the things that we saw and dealt with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, until we got to church. You know what I'm saying? So right. from y'all perspective, and as men, as men, Married, not married, but as men, like what's with with religion and pornography? Like, what's is is the line? Is there a line that's drawn? How thin is that line before it's quote unquote a sin or the the overall take that you guys have on it? So, when it comes to it's too, so I'm real careful with language. Are you asking when it comes to salvation or when it comes to religion? There's two different things. So religion is religion is one thing. For our viewers, I'm gonna say salvation. Okay. For okay, so if we break down actually like what actually is sin, right? So we have to get to like, well, what is sin? Like what is it? And so, like you said, we have these extremes. Like, if you do this, you're going to hell, right? And so the interesting thing is that the people who told us that we're going to hell have never been there, right? They've never been there. So they're going off of what they were taught. They've never been to heaven either, right? Right. So I think it's really more so one of those ideas, like when you talk about pornography, what does it lead to, right? What, where is it going to lead you down the road of? Is it going to take you to a place that will bring out your 
best? Or will this take you to a place where it can destroy your home, it can destroy your uh, your relationships, where it can be, uh, you can lose everything. You know, there are people who've lost jobs over it. There are people mm-hmm. who've lost money. There are people who have lost their marriages. So when it comes to, for me, is it a sin or not? I'm more concerned about, yo, you can lose everything by going down this path, just like alcohol, just like drugs, just like any type of behavior that will, ne- will that's never going to lead to your spiritual growth or health, right? Mm-hmm. So in my, in my eyes, do I see it as a sin? I do see it as a sin, but I see other things as sin as well. So I'm not gonna put it on a different level, but I'm saying the level of consequence for that wage, right? So yes, we know the wages of sin is death, but there's also more consequences. There's like, there's a living death, right? That you, oh, yeah. that you pay for certain things, right? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing worse than being tortured. So I think that some, we, we forget that sin doesn't just lead to like the actual, like we look at death as like, well, you, you well, I did it and I didn't die. Mm-hmm. However, you did it and you're being tortured. You're being mentally tortured. Right. You did it and you think you got away with it, but in, in the back of your mind, like you, if I get caught, what's gonna happen? What's what, gonna happen? what can I, yeah. what could I stand to lose? Yeah. And so we don't always have those conversations with men um, we don't always have those conversations about sin. We don't like we look at that in this like black and white. You're going to heaven or hell, and it's like neither one of y'all, nobody's been there yet until you've gone there and came back and said, "This is why Jesus told me this is why I went to hell and I came back." The only person who went to hell and came back is Jesus. Right. So, yeah. so yeah. we don't like so this whole idea has to be more about yo like this tor- this 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 tortured life that a lot of people are living um this this cry for help mm-hmm. this this anguish and also we have to see like well where did it where did it come from for some men it's just like yo I just do it to pass the time yo I just do it because you know you know I'm a guy you know I'm a man you know whatever the reason is is there another trigger behind it? And who's open enough to talk about like what that other trigger is and getting help for that other trigger and, and getting and being vulnerable enough to do it. Um, I'm not saying that's easy. It's not easy being vulnerable. Like, especially men, like now more than ever, I, I do see more men being more vulnerable and being willing to talk about things. Like even this type of platform, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's in regard to sin, right? For the mm-hmm. believer, and other people, people might be like, "Oh, you talk you." For the believer, for the person who has accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, right? Right. Now, does is it now about never sinning again? But does sin have control over your life? 
Mm-hmm. So where do we like, so what does grace actually do? And what mm-hmm. does accepting forgiveness actually do? Right? So when we get into this position where we're trying to work, 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 it's like, we're not saved by our works. Right. We're saved by grace. So the, the sin issue that we have has to be covered by grace because Jesus was like, man, y'all can't even follow this law. Right. <laughs> y'all can't, y'all can't, y'all can't even do half of a law correctly. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to die. My blood will shed for everything that you will ever think about doing. If you accept my forgiveness, it's yours. If you accept my grace, the grace is here. Do you accept it? Or do you keep going, oh, Jesus, please forgive me? When he's like, it'd be like, if my kids have to ask me for something that I told them is yours and I just say, take it. I get annoyed when my kids ask me for stuff when they can just go take. <laughs> Don't come ask me, oh, can I go to the bathroom? You have bathrooms. <laughs> you don't have to ask me. You just go. Right. Don't ask right. me. Right. Can right. I get some water? Can I get some juice? Can I get some bread? Can I... We bought it for you. <laughs> now, if you if you going overboard and eating candy, that's you know, but if yeah, you parent, yeah. like parents know. Whatever's in the house is for you. Now, you know, don't go up in my room, in my closet. Don't go up in my, you know, you, it's certain boundaries in the house. This is your house. This is your home. You right. accept what's in your home, right? So last thing I would say is that this idea of, um, I believe it's in Romans 8 chapter where what Paul is talking about no longer being servants, but being sons. And so this idea of coming into sonship, um, and it's not just a masculine thing, but sonship includes daughters as well. It's just, it does, that daughtership doesn't sound right. <laughs> it, doesn't, it don't roll off the tongue quite the right. But sonship is for, sonship is for everybody, right? So this idea that, um, as many are called by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So if you're being led by the spirit of God, you are his sons and his daughters, right? Whereby we are no longer servants, but sons. So this idea of sin, once we're in the spirit, we're no longer, that's why Paul wrote Romans. He's like, y'all, in this sin and this law, like, yo, this thing called grace and sonship is the thing we're supposed to be walking in. And it's like, even like whatever the subject is, gambling, uh, pornography, uh, promiscuity, like a lot of the subjects that come in, like the issue is, the real issue that people don't want to accept that they really haven't accepted Jesus. So they want to do whatever they want to do and not really accept Jesus. They want to live under grace and they're not saved. Like they really haven't bought in. They're not really, they don't really believe. So they want to bring in other beliefs and not believe. And it's like, that's really not how this salvation thing really works. You can't bring in other beliefs, like just in case, like, well, I, you know, I read some books about Buddha 
And I read some book, and it's like no shade against that. If you want to be Buddhist, be Buddhist. You can't be Buddhist and say mm-hmm. it's not possible. Right. It right. cancels itself out. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't. You can't be Kabbalah. You can't be into the Kabbalah and say. Now you could study it and to understand what it is and be like, oh, some interesting principles. But at the core, what I believe, I believe Jesus is the son of God. He died for my sins. I'm I'm a part of the family of God. I'm a son. I I, I want to understand what y'all doing, but my belief will never be tied up in that. Right? So then, so let's circle it all back. So any sin issue that we have, let's first ask ourselves, what do we believe? Are we believers? Right. So if we're believers, what's the what's the issue? Why do we keep going back to this thing? Is there a trigger? Lord, I need you to detach this trigger from me of why I keep going back. Is there somewhere I can get help for it? And not sitting here making an excuse for it. And there's gonna be some that say, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and I don't believe it's a sin. And to that, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna throw my hands up. Right. Okay. Do you, bruh? Right. I ain't gonna teach nobody that. It ain't gonna be me. Right. Do you? <laughs> Where the mic at? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. No, I and and yeah, I, I agree with that, uh, Stan, 100. That uh, pornography is definitely a form of sin uh, because of you know, what it, what it definitely leads to. And, um, you know, it's like people want to, you know, be able to watch porn and and so forth like that, because a lot of times, because they're in the comfort of their own home, no one's watching them. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Hey, nobody's looking. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I can't go to jail for it necessarily. That's, this is what a lot of people think and how they look at it. Uh, and this is based on just conversation that I've had with some of my guys or whatever, you know, uh, man, I'm not stealing, you know, uh, so if I get called by the police, they can't take me to jail because, right, right, you know, right. I'm watching porn or whatever. Right. But if you're a Christian, God is always watching, right? Right. True. So, you know, um, and, and, you know, my response is just real simple. Yes, it's the same. <laughs> 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 Um, you have you have a lot of my you have a lot of my guys. They're gonna be like, oh man, man. They're gonna be like, oh man. <laughs> well, yes. uh, just to close. But out, the um, last thing I'm gonna say go though, go ahead. It's not it's not sin that takes you to hell, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the discussion about sinning and going to hell is different than have you accepted. Jesus, right, and then how are you growing in Jesus after you accept yeah. Him? Yeah. Right. So some of the conversations that we have with our guys is that the issue is y'all want to stay basic, right? I tell them that like, like I'm gonna be 100. You trying to stay basic and do whatever you want to do, and you don't want to grow. It's almost like you know if you a hooper and you still at the same level as you were as a freshman in high school. And then you think you're going to play in college. Like, you're not that good because you didn't grow. <laughs> yeah. Not that you couldn't have been better, 
Sometimes you mm-hmm. may not have the talent, but there's a there's a growth that happens. Me being a pastor, this is my first year pastoring. I would pray in 10 years, I'm gonna look back and be like, ooh, I've, I've definitely grown since then. Me as a, I've been married 16 years. I've grown as a husband. There are things I can, I can, I can, you know, my wife and I can have easier conversations about now. My, my kids are, my daughter's 13, my son will be 11. I'm not saying it gets easier. I'm saying there's growth that happens. Right. So when we have a lot of the same conversations with people, it's because they refuse to grow. Mm-hmm. And and I, I challenge you, coach, to have a more of a growth conversation with with individuals. Then you're gonna start to what, what you trying to say, man. What you, well, it's like, well, we keep talking about this. Why we keep to, like if that's what you're doing, okay. But like, where's the growth? Like, where are we seeing the growth, and where are we seeing your best? Are you at your best? When you, if you could tell me. You at your best when you watching this and doing that? <laughs> cool. Right. Cool. You, you yeah. at your best? Yeah. Man, I'm at my best when I, like, yeah. they would never say that. Man, they'll, they'll, never never say, you can't. they'll never say, they'll never say, man, I, I, I do my best thinking when I'm watching this. They'll never say that. No, no. That's just not even real. <laughs> <laughs> never say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to close out before we close out with you guys, uh, since and Jason, since he you did mention uh basketball, and I know y'all are both sports, both sports cats. Um, so we just had yes. the week one uh NFL. Yes. First of all, I know yes. let's just get this out the way because I know everybody on here ain't a Bears fan. So I know <laughs> I'm a Bears fan. Well, Ron's not LA. a Bears fan. Nope. Bro. It ain't happening. Well, only blue, was, only this, blue and orange you will ever see me rooting for, rocking, or any of that is the University of Illinois fighting on yeah. the yeah. That's it. Chicago oh, yeah. Bears. So who you cheer wow. for then? And I'm, and, and, and I'm born and raised right here in the city. But man, right. please. Who's your team? <laughs> That's your one team? of those things like in the church where they force feed you all that. Uh, <laughs> you tried to force feed me to be a Bears fan, man. And I rejected it. <laughs> I regurgitated it all like ah. <laughs> Tampa Bay, baby. Who who's your team? Tampa Bay. Tampa. Yes, okay. sir. So and not just a bandwagon jump. You a church he been, he, I can vouch for him. He's been, oh, he okay. been Tampa Bay for Man. a long time. Oh, I, I was gonna ask. I needed to ask. Was this last year or no, he been he been <laughs> he been he been, uh, he been with them them losers for a long time. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Right. Yeah. We got blessed. You know, last year, yeah. God saw fit, you know, uh, <laughs> to send the goat our way. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 I just wanted to ask. I just wanted to clear the airway because I know Jason is in LA now, but uh, I know that he's, you know, he's from Chicago. So I just wanted to get a little sports talk in and what see yeah. how y'all felt about the first the first week of the NFL. What what was a uh, what did y'all team? Well, I mean, we know how our team did, but you know, what, um, what was y'all talking about the first week? So this, this how I feel about the Bears. Um, first of all, <laughs> they came. So I've never seen a Bears team that unprepared to play football. Mm. They've never been that unprepared in a season opener. I've never, I've never seen that. 
Matthew Stafford is not that good. Let's just be real. We've seen <laughs> a lot of Matthew Stafford in his whole career. We've seen him every year. He's not that good. He's not throwing to wide open guys like that. So number one, the coach is trash. You hate Nagy, that. Nagy is, I don't know any Bears fan that thinks Nagy is a good coach. He's been exposed to what he is. He's the white guy that got a job that didn't deserve the job. He got caught with his, he's basically with his proverbial pants down because he can't, <laughs> he can't coach. He's, he's, he's in over his head. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but this ain't about being nice. He's not good. He has no game plan. The players don't believe in him. And they want Justin Fields to be the quarterback. They know Justin Fields is the best player on the team and he's yeah. a rookie. How are you the, he's, he's 22 years old and already the best player. And, and I never played football, but what I do know about football players is when they know somebody is better than the guy that's playing, that team will not play for that coach. Mm-hmm. And the, the culture is broken. It's bruised. Uh, I don't believe in the, the general manager or the coach. Um, so I was, it was highly embarrassing. For them to open up this new stadium, which is five minutes from my house, free Justin Fields. Um, <laughs> this brand, this brand new stadium here, SoFi. For them to come out and do what they did was embarrassing. And uh, I believe by week three he'll be the starter. Um, but it's too late for Nagy because he's trash. He needs to go. <laughs> Got a question though. Do you think that yeah. the offensive line that they have in place right now is going to be able to protect Justin Fields the entire season? So this is how I really feel about. It. I really thought about that. I, I honestly was just thinking about that. I think that the coach is the worst part of the offense. <laughs> <laughs> he's calling the plays. He's calling the schemes. Um, if you notice, like everything they did, they they ran no plays beyond 15 yards then the deepest play was 12 yards and it and it had it had more to do with the coach's nervousness right so when you talk about like well can the line do it's like well can we attempt something so the first play that here's what what tells gives me faith in the line the first play from scrimmage david montgomery busts a 44 yard run the they and the 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 line the the line opened up a hole, the floodgates opened where Aaron Donald was. They sealed Aaron Donald, and this man bust a forty-four yard run. And then what happened? They took Montgomery out the game. The next ten plays, he only he only touched the ball one time. Yeah, he only touched the ball one time. <clears throat> so, to me. That just shows me that the line needs a coach that believes in them. Mm. So the fact that we think the line is trash is because the coach has basically thrown the line under the bus. Mm. He's thrown everybody under the bus, including Mitch, include like he fired his own. You remember last year he was calling, he was calling the plays and then he turned it over. He fired himself yeah. from being offensive coordinator, gave it to Bill Lazor. And when <laughs> Bill Lazor took it, they won six in a row. And then he said, well, now I'm going to take it back. Yeah. Why? 
That sounds like a, a pastor that don't that wants to be a minister of music. <laughs> Come on, bro. You you the head coach. You're right. not supposed to be calling the plays. Right. Yeah, I, I don't, I just I can't I can't get with it, man. The the Bears, the Bears should be like the Baltimore Ravens. When I even though the Ravens lost on Monday night, when I see that team, I see John Harbaugh on the sidelines. I go, that's a that's a team. I can get behind that coach. Like I never played football, but I feel like John Harbaugh will put me in the game and I could do something in the game because he would actually <laughs> believe I could do it. <laughs> and then Lamar Jackson, like he's just a baller. Like, yeah, like he just he just a he a gritty baller. And I believe we got the same type of talent with Justin Fields, but we got a terrible coach and a terrible culture. Like we should yeah. be like the Ravens. Yeah. That's what that's what the Bears should be. We should be like the Ravens. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm I'm a Bears fan all the way through. I, I can't, I just can't. Yeah, let, no let me tell you something about Jason. When, when this was years ago when he was here, <laughs> I used to drive home, I used to drive to work, I used to work uh second shift. And I think it was uh I don't remember who used to be on ESPN at two o'clock around that time. Jason well, used to call me. in and complain. Yes, while his, he used to call in and complain <laughs> about the bears and the wolves every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day. I was like, that's like I I'll message like Jason, I heard you this morning, like or this afternoon. I could have a show. I could yeah. do a show. Like, I mean, I'm passionate <laughs> enough about it, man. Like, and they they don't be ready when I call in because I'll be like, look, I'm not just some hey put in put in a new guy to run I'm not <laughs> I'm not a typical Chicago sports fan and you know like I respect the game to the point where like I'm not I was never an athlete like I, I played baseball but you know so I'm not I'm not the guy that's like oh that's easy you know because some people get mad like even in the uh the Jordan LeBron debates did you ever play basketball? I'm like, no, nah, but I've watched it. Like, you can't tell me LeBron is better at anything than Jordan. Like, you can't tell, like, what is he better at Jordan? Like, he's not a, there's nothing that he's better than Jordan. Nothing. Right. Like, he, he's not, like, he's not a better passer. Oh, LeBron's the best passer. We, he's not. <laughs> like, stop lying. <laughs> you know what LeBron is? LeBron's just bigger than everybody. LeBron yeah, is right. Carl Malone size, an amazing basketball player. Like, right. I'm not going to hate on the man, but he's just not Jordan. Like, he's just not. Yeah. And I know that's what Coach Mo, I'm hoping that's what that I know that's the, the line you fall on with LeBron. I'm 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 done. I'm done with it, bro. I'm done with it. You, <laughs> you, you, you have no idea how much I've discussed that. I'm done with it. Like I'm done with it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you coach? Uh, freshman boys basketball at Fenwick High School. Oh, okay, dope. Fenwick. That's uh, uh, Corey Maggetti. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Corey Maggetti. Well, we thank y'all um, for appreciate uh, joining this conversation with us. I know that it'll be definitely useful. I know we'll get some some feedback <laughs> once we drop it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. um, if y'all got any last words, I won't say to the people, go ahead. Um, I'm definitely going to post 
uh, your social media tags uh, once we get the video out or anything. And I know Jason, he said he don't do music anymore, but he is a really, 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 really great musician, y'all. So if you got, got Apple Music, soon. no, he, I mean, he, he, if you, if you're on Apple Music, check out some of his, his, his projects. Um, he got some of my favorite gospel songs on there. So uh, definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, if y'all got anything y'all want to leave the people with, uh, feel free. Go ahead, Pastor Roger. Well, <laughs> first of all, I, I want to say that uh, I do apologize that I didn't thank you guys up front uh, from the beginning for even inviting me out uh, to be a part of this podcast. Uh, definitely been a blessing, uh, definitely enlightening, and definitely, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Pastor Jay, I, you know, connect with you at some point, man. Yes, uh, absolutely. You know, hey, teach being that you know, that vine and hey, we spread and we go from there. Uh, Coach Mo, mm -hmm. I, I met you before and it, you know, yep. always a pleasure to be yep. around you, man. Uh, appreciate it. Listening, hey, we appreciate uh, everything that these two are doing and that they continue to do and we uh, ask God to continue to bless them as they, you know, prosper on this platform. My sentiments exactly. Um, I love, I love new podcasts. I love this everyday people doing things that are new. I just want to encourage anybody that's watching this, um, step out and do something new. Step out and do something different um, and don't even make it about succeeding or failing. Make it about the effort that you put in. Um, so I'm excited about uh, what God is doing. And um, yeah, so much blessings to, to each and every person on here. and. I hope that's something that we said today, like sparks some thought, um, change, influence, um, inspiration, something that will get you through not just your week, not just your day, but will impact the rest of your life. Well, definitely. Again, we thank y'all um, and we'll let you guys go and um, we'll be in touch soon. Peace and blessings. Peace, peace, peace. Hi, Coach Mo. It's just us. It's just us. That was a good conversation yeah. that we had with the that guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, always, um, we had these conversations amongst ourselves, and then, uh, you know, even with our other friends and so I thought it was mm -hmm. you know it's good to hear just younger pastors um and their point of view from a religious stance standpoint on some stuff that we always talk about so yeah it was good it was good yeah. um I haven't I haven't seen or talked to Jason in a long time yeah um so yeah it was this was good this was really good all right, well, let's go. You know, we got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we can we can do a little quick rundown. Uh, did our little sports already, but uh, well, what just happened this yeah. week? Well, yesterday, what was about that versus? Did you versus watch versus? Was yesterday? I didn't watch it. I, I, I watched. Watch it. It, was I watched. it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Yeah. It was Tuesday. I watched some of it. I watched. Uh, I started out watching it, and then I had to stop for a second. I went back and I watched a lot of the highlights. Um, but. It was, it was, I had already said before, um, even before the, when, it, when I first, when I first said, you know, Fat Joe um, versus Ja Rule, 
people was like, oh, you know, they people forget Ja Rule had hits. Like, I'm like, don't do that. I'm like, I know y'all on that 50 cent bandwagon when he kind of, you know, uh, quote unquote, destroyed his career or whatever. But no, y'all act like for a long stretch there, Ja Rule had hits, like for real. Ja Rule had hits, a lot of hits. Yeah. A lot, a lot of hits. So, And I do mean, you agree with the statement that people say, like, if it wasn't no Ja Rule, it wouldn't be no Drake? Well, no, because we can go back. I, I tell people this. Ja Rule's not the first singing rapper. Yeah. People forget. People forget a group from Cleveland, Ohio, was singing rapping. Boom. That's oh, yeah. all they did. Yeah. That's all they did. So, yeah. I mean, he wasn't the first one. He just, people think because he just took off and then all his hits, he's singing on it. But everybody sings. Everybody's singing raps now. Right. Everybody right. does it. You know right. what I'm saying? Just right. you probably won't. You probably won't have. You probably never have Nas do it or Buster or some of the old heads. But right, all all these rappers that's coming up now, they all sing and they right. rap. So right. Did you see? Uh, did you see Nelly doing that beat line trying to get to Ashanti? That was the funniest thing I saw on Twitter <laughs> last night. Well, yeah. Tuesday night. That was so funny. Yeah. She don't want. Hey. She don't want no pods. She don't want no pods at no. She <laughs> she made that clear because they was like, uh, he want that old thing back. You know, he's single now. She's like, I ain't. Yeah, yeah. I ain't. I'm good on that, bro. Yeah. Oh, That's what people don't understand. I'm telling we we talk about this. When women are done, done. That that's a wrap. Like, ain't nothing somebody, you can really do. Somebody cue R. Kelly when a woman <laughs> fed up. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. When women's fed up, that's yeah, that's that's a wrap. You can forget about yeah. it. I mean, you never know yeah. what it happened in the future, but like, she seemed like she was like, yeah, that's dead. <laughs> hey, you, you know Nelly, it's Nelly dead. Was a, you know what? He was an f boy for the longest, so you know. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. No, you hey. know. Hey, I'm gonna say this though, you know, Fat Joe took some heat because you know he was calling <laughs> the females mm -hmm. the B, the B word, yeah. Dusty. Listen, Fat Joe was probably drunk out his mind, mm -hmm. and you know he said what he said. I give him credit. I don't think he's a bad guy. He really did apologize, and I believe he was sincere. Mm -hmm. But Fat Joe just forgot. What this this era we living in? This now. era, yeah. You, you you gotta read the room now. Yeah. This is the era. You can't call you can't women that. out of their mm -hmm. name be derogatory. Nope. Yeah. So he 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 realizing this ain't back in the day old school hip hop rap when you know when you could say whatever you want and it was right you know whatever but now not anymore. It's not gonna right. be like that anymore. No, you can't do that. He learned. He learned. I mean, he he had a quick recover, but it, I mean, at least it's somebody like you know. He ain't got no new music coming out that I know of. That you know, it it, it shouldn't it shouldn't affect him in that way. But yeah, they'll cancel you. And I mean, I, when he said it, when I heard him calling him them dusty, I figured like it was gonna be some some pushback. And I saw that Remy Ma. And Lil Mo actually had some words back and they forth. They had some words. Yeah. yeah I mean, Lil Mo was like, who is you to tell me how to feel? So I, I feel, feel on that. You know, I feel on that. So uh, that was cool. Um, it was something else I know that has happened this past week that I was going to ask you about. It was a lot of goofy stuff. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> well, I'm sure it was. A... Things, uh, your boy, 
So your boy got married. Nah, listen. I saw the picture and the internet's lost their mind. Mm-hmm. But if you go if you go on his Instagram page, he didn't get married. Mm-hmm. He he explains what the picture was. Well, you explain every, it to the, explain to the people. Well, he took the picture with two women, and for some reason it went viral, and it was just like Dr. Umar got his queens. <laughs> and I, I get the picture because he was smiling hard, you know, teasing, but. He made an Instagram post. It was he was at a wedding where somebody he knew married two women. Okay, that's what it was. So he was taking a picture with him. Mm-hmm. But you know, but you know the age we live in. Yeah, all you got to do is send something out. And yeah, you can create your own narrative about it. So you know yeah. what I mean. So, so he's still looking funny. for his queen. <laughs> he's still looking for his queen, and prefer preferably straight hair, natural. Right. <laughs> Wait, he was like uh what did he be saying your white women are not welcome <laughs> yeah my brother yeah. but you know what i bet you bro he probably liked that episode of martin you remember when uh that black guy was dating uh remember they went skiing and pam had bought that dude and then when it was all over he he got with the white girl the I super bet pro you black that. brother yeah i bet you like that I'm like, hey, if he is, you know how funny I would. I, that would be so funny to me. That would I, be I so would not funny be surprised because oh, you know man. people that really that try so hard in that area. I'm like, yeah, I bet you any kind of money. He 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 got he, he got, got a snow bunny. He got he a got a snow bunny. A snow bunny or two. Yeah, man, I'm do, sure. If he if he do, you talking about one of the greatest capers of all time, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else had happened too? I was going to uh, and and we're gonna talk about uh, uh, your boy from California, Ooh. the goofball Larry Elders. Man, listen. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead and get fired up. Go ahead and get I, fired up. The lucky is 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 late right now because I ain't even. I he got to be the most. You know, I hate my gums because they black. Like I hate black pepper. Like he is that dude. Like he he just like I ain't never really. I can't say that I never. I just and maybe I just because I don't really pitch people like that. He hates himself, and I feel like he tries so hard to appease the white people, only to still lose. This, this dude is singing stuff and asking stuff that white folks ain't even saying. Like, you talking about know. giving reparations to, to slave owners. Slave that owner. was the dumbest thing I ever heard. Like, like Real Cosby. That was the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Like, seriously? Like, I mean, and he said it with a straight face. And he said it on the other Goofy show, you know. Yep. And it's just like, Dance they do, on. I just, them kind of people, I just feel like they set us back. Like, I know they can't set, uh, two people can't be responsible for setting the whole uh, a, a whole um, group of people back. It's just that type of thinking. You know, it's somebody that's not black that's saying, "See, see, I told y'all." Like he agreed with us, and it's that stupid stuff that it just irritates me, man. It really does. Like it really does. That type of thinking, and I told you this. That type of thinking makes the people, that group of white people, that privileged white people, who look at. Larry Elders and Candace Owens, Kanye, 
And then they say, well, look at them. They right. believe it too. Mm-hmm. They believe it too. Right. So, and what it does is when we try to do stuff together mm-hmm. as a people, it gets shot down or the powers that be don't take us seriously. Right. Because they know they got, because they know they got the one token black guy or black girl who's, oh no, uh, I believe in all you got to do is work hard every day, live your own life, and you don't need welfare. And you, you got right. that one, that one that'll just speak for the entire black population. Mm-hmm. But that one person has never either lived in the, in the hood, right, or never experienced trauma or pain like some of us have, right. So they can't speak to what right. is needed right. in Black America. Yeah. But then you have some who come from the hood who've made a little money and been successful and then they forget that, hey, not everybody makes it out. We right. need resources. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. so that's why guys like Larry Elder, you know, him getting up there. I, once I saw who he was with, I watched like five minutes and I turned it off. Yeah. Because it's, dis- yeah. it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's embarrassing. And it's just like, you know, he like that that character on the on the boondocks. You know, it's just like, you know, he that that saying that kind of stuff, trying to appease to to white people that ain't even thinking about you. Like it's a joke. Like you're a running joke. It, it's just he don't see it. He he don't see. It. It's like you you are a running joke, and it's just a like running joke. He's so disconnected from your own people. It's just, it's really sad, bro. So to me, to yep. see that type of black person is really sad. Like you ain't gotta wear a, a, a you know, red, black, green every day. You ain't gotta see, you know, um, uh, we shall overcome. You know, what I'm right. saying? you ain't gotta do that. But it's just like you hate yourself that much. You know what I'm saying? Like where you just, you gotta say the dumb. It's like I feel like you should say the dumbest things. That's so opposite of, like you said, of what we need—the the resources and things that we need to to upset black people, to yep. appease to white people that really don't care nothing about you. Because at the end of the day, they still gonna call you a nigga. Do you of understand course. that, right? Of course, of yeah, I mean, course. It, but I don't think he understand that. You know what of I'm saying? Course. He don't understand that, and it, it just really takes me off because it's just like he's embarrassing. It's That's- just, I mean, he don't embarrass me personally, but as a as a as a group of people, you know what I'm saying? It's just it, like we don't need that. At the end of the day, he has to check the box that says Black American. Yeah, right. And that's in in your skin color. That's how come you. That's one thing we can't we can't hide that. I no, mean, that's you, Michael Jackson, but we can't hide. That. That's why. That's why sometimes you know, and I and let me just say this: I don't have nothing against gays, lesbian, the trans people. But some of our black gays, lesbian, trans people, some of them forget that y'all black first before y'all chose a lifestyle. So in this world, they only see the black skin. You don't have nothing on your body that says I'm gay. You don't have a sign that says I'm gay. What they see is that skin. So you're going to always be who you are, your color. That's the first thing they're going to judge us on. You know that. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, I totally agree, bro. I totally agree, man. It's just like, I just reading the comments, like I said, I even saw, you know, like white people saying, this guy's a joke. <laughs> like, what is he even talking about? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's, but he's the message that'll be put out there and yep. they would want to make it seem like that's, 
that's that's the uh that's the voice for black people and it's not it's the furthest thing he's the furthest thing from black people as in general you know what i'm saying so yeah that he was he was he was he was he was a goofy of the week for me i mean goofy of the week he definitely was a goofy of the week like i just yeah that irritated my soul <laughs> it definitely irritated my soul um but uh just closing out um the only other thing that i know that uh, I was going to mention, and I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but I had watched over the weekend was um, Blood Brothers with, um, it was a documentary on Netflix with, um, it's about the friendship and relationship between it's Malcolm good. X and Muhammad Ali. Did you, did you get a chance to watch that? I started it, but I didn't really get into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, we'll I'm going to do it when you. I leave here. I'll wait till you, I'll wait till you get a chance to uh, see the whole thing. It was definitely good. I, um, you know, I like documentaries anyway, but I, I had learned something about Minister Farrakhan that I didn't know before. Now, I know he was a musician. I didn't know that his name was uh, Calypso. Who's this? It's Calypso the Charmer. Oh, wow. I yeah, they showed a picture of him before, you know, he became a member of the nation. You got to see it, bro. I mean, you know. Oh. <laughs> Calypso. Cause, man, that's why I like said, drink, look at like that the drink, drink. Yes, I can't even, I can't even imagine him. I mean, and then that made me go down a rabbit hole of his music. And so he actually got like CDs out there or like albums from back in the day, but he had albums under that name. And then I actually just started seeing other videos of him playing the violin. I, he, bro, he, he really good. He was like playing with like orchestras. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know. Yeah, much of the movie is gonna be stuff. If you followed Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, you're gonna know a lot of that stuff already. But it was still interesting to see their relationship. Like we knew they were cool, we knew they had a falling out, but just to see how the powers that be kind of just disrupted that. And what we don't hear a lot is just how after Malcolm X died, how how Muhammad Ali he did get back involved with Malcolm X family and they they kind of like they got close oh, to him. Okay, so good. and we don't hear that a that's lot. Good. We don't we, we don't, don't know yeah, that. that and that's why his when Muhammad Ali passed away, one of Malcolm X's daughters actually spoke and she said that she was like after her dad passed, it might have been like a few years, he took it upon himself to make sure that he took care of them. And he knew that they knew like he um it was a uh, like he wished he could have did it differently before he passed away, you know. Okay, I might have yeah. checked it out. It was good. It, it, another another angle was too. It was kind of it was kind of sad, you know. People forget how outspoken Muhammad Ali was because when we was growing up, he was on the tail end of the kind of his health. So he didn't speak a lot anymore. So you didn't really know his true thoughts about things. So it's always good to go back and see just how boisterous, just how, um, how, what his, how, yeah, how opinionated he really was. And then it's just crazy how his voice was taken away, you know, literally his voice was taken away. So people see, like his daughter was saying, people see Muhammad Ali now and it's just like, oh, he the champ. But back then they wasn't, they wasn't on him like that because he was saying, you know, he was that bold. I ain't no cotton picking nigga, you know. That's that was that was his. He was well, strong on that. He was strong on, on being bold and black. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot so, of white people love him. 
Oh yeah, it's like they love them now, but they didn't. They didn't. They hated. They hated them back then. Yeah, they did. A lot of white yeah. people were actually a lot of a lot of white people were actually glad that he got that disease. Yeah, a lot yeah. of white people did not like Muhammad Ali. They yeah, did like they yeah. didn't. Yep. Yeah, they spoke about that in the movie. So, um, if y'all haven't check it out, um, Blood Brothers on Netflix. It's a it's a good doc. Um, it's a good doc. Okay. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So. But yeah, we had a lot of good conversation today. Um, good conversation. We'll be, yeah, we'll be back next week with some more with some more good time. This probably was our longest episode, bro. That's cool. I knew it was gonna be like that because we had good yeah. conversation. Sometimes yeah. it's like that. You got it's organic. You gotta just let it let flow. it go. Absolutely. You know what Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. But before we before we leave, I gotta just leave this with the bullshit. Um, so before we go, I just want to let. You, you, you people out here that get in these relationships, y'all uh -oh. get in these relationships, and y'all don't even last 90 days, 120 days. Y'all posting how much y'all with Bay, Bay did this, did that. But then when y'all be going through it or y'all ain't together no more, y'all be sure, sure to not post any more of that Facebook. <laughs> My suggestion is keep the same energy. And let us know that y'all didn't broke up. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so on that note, Latisse, tell the people what they need to do. Y'all need to like. Y'all need to subscribe. Y'all need to follow us on Apple, Spotify. Um, what else we on? Uh, iHeart. Uh -huh iHeart, Google, whatever you listen to your podcast, definitely follow us on there. If you prefer to watch, uh, we on YouTube. So we need everybody to get those subscribers up. Uh, we got some things we're gonna do. Um, but yeah, we just we just want everybody to continue to share, continue to like, continue to give us y'all feedback. We appreciate that. People do send us stuff in the um, box. People send us messages and we appreciate that feedback and we're gonna keep on getting better and better. Um, and we're gonna hopefully, you know, keep on talking about things that our generation and that that that's that's important to us. That's what some of this and some of that is about. It's about talking about a little bit of this, a little bit of that, um, and just stuff that's important for us um, in 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 this day. And you know, and we're gonna always come with the BS because that's what we do. You know, we we jokes this. We love to laugh, and we hope that you know. When y'all listening to us, y'all can have a little laugh in your day, a little enjoyment, Absolutely. and um, just make your make your little week go a little bit better. Absolutely. 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 Well, on that note, we out, and we'll see y'all next week. Next week. Peace. Yeah. Peace.